This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the 1912 Exiles podcast, the Newport County podcast made by the fans for the fans. Uh, I'm Ed. Uh, I'm joined today by Mr. Ian Street. Hello, Ian. Hi there, Ed. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, we hope that you enjoyed the Christmas special episodes as much as we enjoyed making them. Uh, we're back after a few weeks of well-earned rest. We're going to be discussing our three most recent games. We had that one-all draw against AFC Wimbledon on Boxing Day, followed by uh, home draws against Crawley and Leighton Orient. Um, but before we come on to those ian was at spotland yesterday for the 1-1 draw with rochdale so let's hear ian's match day diary and then we will have a little bit more analysis over to you ian all right welcome welcome to the north and um happy new year to everybody it's the uh, first game of the new year and for me shot up over the uh, shot up over the pennines to to rochdale so it's fair to say neither of us have set the world alight this season, but I mean we make Paul long suffering, I think, this season. And um but if they've got the jinx over something, they every time I brought Paul on the pod <laughs> we've played since since Rostell have come down. Well we've played three and I think you sit in uh Rostell of all, all three of those. Um and we've only scored once in that time, so we're clearly we're gonna turn the hoodie around today. <laughs> but Paul, what are you what are you thinking? And what's happened since because obviously you Unfortunately for me, you know, you put the death nail in the Robri when you played us down at ours earlier in the season. That win there was the end of the Robri regime. But I loved your comment before that game when you said you're open for a nil-nil, and you, and you said that your manager, who was sacked after four games, was three games too many. Which I thought was one of the great, great quotes on this pod this season. What, what's been happening since then? <laughs> Well, other than looking for pod luck today, um, no no better this season. Uh, just cannot score any goals. And the one occasion we did score three, we still managed to let four in. So can't score and can't defend as a combination, unfortunately. 
Oh, see, I see. Thing is, though, you've said that pretty much every time I played you, and you've won every game. <laughs> but so, have we got anyone that we anyone we got to look out for, or is it just it and hope? What's happening? It's hard to think of any individual players that you would say, yeah, you must keep an eye on him because he'll star perform. Generally, the defence has played quite well, I think. Uh, so we've got a reasonable pair of central defenders. In fact, a couple of the goals we've let in have been quite fluky ones. Uh, but up front, just nothing, unfortunately. So the window's open. You haven't brought anyone in yet, have you? So if, um, you know, Santa's been, but if he was going to leave something at Spotland for you, what would you be? What positions would you think you need? You can't, you can't have a whole new 11. So what couple of positions? If you could bring two in, where, where would you, what would you be looking for? Uh, definitely a creative central midfielder uh, and a striker to finish whatever he creates. Same as us, I think. That. <laughs> Same as everyone. So, we we obviously we've got since we lost. So we've got a new. We've had a new manager in. We we've only lost two in ten since he's been in. But we haven't won too many either. So we've had a lot of draws. Um, pretty good away from home though. We, we we don't lose too often away from home. So I'm as always pretty confident about today. But I'm thinking for me. It's got the feel of... I mean, we've just had a couple of pitch inspections. The game's on, so that's good. Um, so the ground's going to be pretty heavy, I'd have thought. But I'm thinking it's going to be a, quite possibly quite a dour game today. I'm not, I'm not thinking. I know you play at the Isle Arena, but I don't think the football's going to be too slick, is it, today? So <laughs> I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for a 1-0 win to us. Really scrappy, like the sort of thing that goes in off someone's arse from a corner. That's <laughs> what about you? Are you going to go? You going to advance on nil nil or? Well, I go for the normal nil nil, play safe, <laughs> but I will obviously be hoping for that uh, similar breakaway or lucky fluky when we desperately need a win. Uh, and a win today, we get out of the bottom two, so you know there is everything to play for. Yeah, and I think from our point of view, we you know we're not in the relegation mire. But if we could win today, it does put a it does put a bit of a gap there, and we can start stop looking over our shoulders, maybe. So it is, you know, I think for both sides today's quite an important game. Right, we're going to sup up, and then we'll we'll see what happens in the ground. Right, so we're in, we're in the ground. Uh, I've had my pints. I've had a I've had a curry pie. And I've got my bovril, so we're we're all looking good. Pipey is on the seems really weird. Pipey's on the pitch here, getting everyone going through the warm ups. O'Brien's here as well, so we've got a couple of old stages on the pitch. But it'd be wrong of me not to, not to, it'd be remiss of me really to not to talk about just to really briefly uh, Robbie and Matty, who obviously have left the club this week on loan. I think we'd all all as fans would would like to give them our heartfelt thanks. Really, been brilliant service to the club, both over 200 games, some great memories, great goals, um, and they go with our thanks. I think, um, yeah, great stuff. So, we're in the Crown Oil, uh, or Spotland, as it will always be to me. I like this. I like this ground. It's like a good lower division ground. Um, we've got, we're in one side. They've shifted us some last year. So, last year we were up one end, and now we're at the other end. So, basically, you've got one side of the ground, a um, bit like a busy, but the whole, of that, the whole of that is for us if we wanted it. Obviously, we ain't filling that today. And then to my left, you've got, a, you've got one home end, which is all seats. Uh, and then at the, to my right, you've got a, a home end, which is all all terrace. And then opposite us, uh, a similar stand to what we're in, with some executive boxes at the back. Floodlights, proper floodlight stanchions, which I always like to see. Um, so yeah, everything's covered. It's a nice, it's a nice ground. 
I don't really know what the problem was with the inspections. The pitch looks fine to me. Um, we have had a lot of rain up here in the north, you know, but it looks per- pitch looks perfectly, perfectly playable. So, how are we lining up then? Let's have a look. It's the normal 3-5-2, day and goal, back three, Ferguson, Drysdale, Dimitri, Norman on the right, Adam Lewis on the left, and the three in midfield, uh, Scotty Bennett, uh, Mariah Welsh is back, which is great to see, I like him, and Adam Lewis in the middle. I know that a few people have been uh, calling for that, I um, think that's a good move. I can see the logic of it, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. The only time I've seen him play in the middle was last year on a Friday night away at Barrow, and it was pretty woeful, so I'm hoping it's better than that. And up front, we've got Bogle and Zanzala. On the bench, nice to see that Clark is there, so he's on his way back as well. So, you know, no surprises there, I don't think, in terms of the, in terms of the lineup. Um I feel all right today. I think we'll get something today. I don't think we'll lose. Famous last words. Um, I think we'll win one 0 and I think Bogle will score it. Right. Let's uh, let's get me bottled down me and see how we go. Fifteen minutes in. Not a huge amount has happened to be honest. A few half scrappy chances from Rochdale. We've had the ball in the box a few times, but no keeper really been forced to make a save yet. To be fair, it's reasonably. It all is a bit scrappy. I think both teams look like they're trying to try and win this, which is which is good. So let's see how we go. Great chance there from long throw out from throw out from Day. Work it down the right hand side. Ball in. Great head. I couldn't quite see who it was, but Rochdale cleared it off the line, and we had another chance where again Sanzala was scrabbling and Rochdale got clear. Really good. It was a good chance that. After a period of Rochdale pressure, which didn't create anything, we've broken up the other end. Nice move. And uh, ball came on the run. Mariah Welsh has moved across to him on the right-hand side. He got a shot in. Keeper saved it. It's gone out for a corner. Not not too much power in the shot. An almighty scramble in a Rochdale box following that corner. You thought someone's going to get a toe poke to it, stick it in, but they managed to clear it. Pressure still with us, though. Oh, Rochdale have taken the lead. Controversial goal. The ball came out to their number 10 on the edge of the box. The bounced up and hit his hand. He's then taken a touch, moved it forward and put it past Day quite comfortably. I don't know whether there was a deflection on the shot, but there was definitely handball in that. Um, the referees obviously decided it was just accidental or ball to hand, but... The goal came from a result of it coming off his hands and allowing him to control it. So, controversial goal. Right, we're one down. So, going to have to do what we did at crew. Come from behind, win it 2-1. Could have gone two down there. Again, real difficult. We've got difficult problems in the middle of the park. Aaron Lewis got, got muscled off the ball. Fans here are screaming for a free kick, but... You know, he's just got muscled off it in my view, and they've gone clear through. Should have scored, but luckily they put it past the post. Looked a really good show for a pen for us there. Cam Norman's gone, gone, gone past their guy into the box. He's definitely clipped his heels. You could say it's accidental, but he's clipped his heels in the box. Norman's gone down. Um, then we had another good chance that uh, Mario Walsh is hit into the keeper from a tight angle. So we're trying to come back into it. Um, not getting rubber the green at the moment, I think it'd be fair to say. So, one down at half-time. 
all to play for it's not been a great half to be honest with you you can argue there's been some you know we haven't had the rub of the green on the decisions either for their goal or a penalty that wasn't given for us we've had a couple of chances but you know it's nothing it's not brilliant to be honest with you um, Rochdale are not exactly world beaters but they're ahead at 1-0 so we've got to get the different ball flow going and see where we are second half change straight to the second half Wildig is on for Scotty Bennett so yeah see how that see how we're going to line up now then um, hopefully there's a good team talk Have I got me, I've got me Bovril let's uh, see if we can get back into this we're back in it straight from the kickoff pretty much we got a free kick on the far side Scouse Lewis I think it was just swung it in towards the near post I don't think anyone got a touch it went straight through soft goal for them to concede but we're back in it 1-1 Declan's just gone in the book. Rash tackle out on the side. He got drawn out to the right. This is one of the issues we've got with the three centre-backs, I think, when they get pulled out. He went in heavy. Definite book in. And now a free kick for Rochdale. who can swing it in, put us under pressure. And from that free kick, Rochdale almost scored. Really good save from Day. Ball was whipped into the near post. They got a flick dead on it. Day kept it out. Good save. So the goal's got us back into it but we've gone back to this fairly scrappy stalemate now um, anyone's to win really if anyone could get a bit of quality uh, they could win this game breaking play due to an injury to a Rochdale player and we've made the second sub Will Evans has come on for uh, Bogle can't criticise Bogle today he's put a great shift in um, you know can't, can't argue with him for effort definitely so let's see what uh, Will Evans can do Good chance on a far post for us there. Worked it well. Wilder's made a difference since he's come on. And, and Adam Lewis, sorry, um, Aaron Lewis picked it over. Norman took it under control, beat the fullback. Got a shot off, it was a bit weak. Keepers put it around a corner. So we've got oh, five minutes to go and um, corner to us. There we go. 1 1. Scrappy. I don't think, I think that draws a fair result. To be honest with you, uh, so another point on the road. Right, so just met up with Paul outside. We both said fair result on us even. Paul, what, what, what do you think of it from your point of view? Yeah, a bit disappointing from 1 0 up, particularly to let give away a silly free kick and then just let the goal in right at the start of the second half. But probably a pretty fair result, and I actually felt we played well today. I thought both teams really went for the win in the last 20 minutes which made a good finish yeah it was definitely both sides tried to win it I think we were just saying referee let a lot go didn't he there was that in our end there was a bit of <laughs> we thought things weren't going away but he definitely was letting some fairly robust, fairly robust challenges there go weren't he Paul yeah, yeah pretty uh, old school I think actually there's a lot of fairly heavy tacky tackles going in that the referees seem to be uh, take a lenient view on shall we say <laughs> Right, well, I've only got about a 45 minute drive. Paul's got three and a half hours back on the back on the road, so I'll see you all back next week up at Carlisle and uh, safe journey to Paul and uh, on his even for once. We haven't lost. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Thank you uh, for that, Ian. And before we get into some of the specifics, um, my first question really is how you feel in general about all of those draws over the last couple of weeks um, and should we look on our post-Christmas form as being four points gained or a load of points dropped? I think we look at them as points gained. You know, you're drawing games, you're not losing. I think that's good. If you take the Crawley game out of that and you just said beforehand, well, we can get a, we'll get a draw away at Wimbledon, draw away at Rochdale and we'll hold the league leaders 
I think everyone would probably take that. The caveat is you then think, well, let's beat Crawley. If we'd have done that, I think everyone would be sitting fairly pretty, wouldn't they? So I think it's only the Crawley one that's a bit of a blip in that. You know, two away, two away draws and a, and a draw at home to the league leaders. I think that's fine. It's it's the Crawley game, which is a bit of a mess. I think. Yeah, and I think the, the, the real disappointment with Crawley was we'd come off the back of an excellent performance against Orient. You know, we, not only had we held the league leaders, but we kept clean sheet and we probably, I think, dominated the game. Maybe Orient had the the more clear cut chances, but in terms of overall play, especially in that first half, uh, I thought that we'd yeah, really shown shown some quality. We went into that Orient game with a bit of a feeling of trepidation because they were top. But we bossed that game, especially in the first half. Aaron Lewis, I thought, in midfield transformed our confidence. Uh, Adam Lewis at left wing back gave us maybe a little bit more attacking impetus. And Nathan Mariah Welsh was was on it, you know, just looked like a, a real quality player um, and has found his feet clearly. And yet, despite that great performance against Crawley, it just looked like we'd forgotten everything that had happened four days earlier. And they dominated us despite Crawley coming off the back of an abysmal run, run of form. Uh, I don't know what, and I don't know why that was. I don't know whether it was their physical presence. You, you, you know, you looked at the two teams lining up, and uh, apart from little Dom Telford, it, it literally looked like like men against boys in in some areas. So I think physically, maybe they were a little bit more imposing. Apart from that, I don't know. I don't know what what happened. It was like someone had just flicked a switch, and we we didn't turn up for that Crawley game. You know, we gave away that that first goal, Bennett. Probably should have known better than to leave a leg in. Um, it was a, a clear penalty. And then at 2-0 down, you thought, oh, we're, we're in trouble. I, I, from that point onwards, it improved and we forced our way back into it. Um, and we can perhaps talk about how and why that was. But yeah, it, it, the, the frustration for me was the sort of Jekyll and Hyde nature of those two games. But uh, did we then kind of find an equilibrium at, at Rochdale yesterday? Yeah, and I think that I mean, one, thing, one positive around this sort of stuff is there is... There is some resilience there, isn't there? You know, we came, you know, we came back yesterday. You know, we came back against against Crawley. You know, we came back to win a crew. You know, so so obviously, I don't want to see us to go go a goal down because we are struggling to create chances from open play, which has been a bit of a problem for a while. Um, but you know, there is a, there is resilience there that that you, that we can see, and I think that that's a good thing. Um, I think that's one of the things that Cochrane has has done for us. You know, you'd far rather that than Ed's going down at one nil down. That's definitely not happening. So, you know, I think I think that's positive. I just don't think at the minute we've got the quality and the you know the consistency that that can give you. So, I think that sometimes you know that 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 Crawley game came faster on the Orient game. Maybe even thought, oh, you know, we, we, we've turned this around and maybe weren't quite ready for that game. It came really fast. You know, we we haven't got a. Um, particularly large squad in terms of the the ability to change and bring in players of similar ability have we mm. so just to take you back a moment i think what you said is about us being able to pull our way back into games after going behind is is spot on but it seems odd because the whole cochlan ethos and everyone said this when we appointed him is you know his sides go out try to nick a goal and then manage the game from there and yet it feels as though the approach we've had since he's been here is go out, try and be a little bit cautious and then we'll concede and then we'll kind of find an extra gear. And yeah, I wonder if maybe 
the ambition over the the next month with the transfer window and slightly reshaping the squad is to try and get ourselves onto the front foot a little bit more in the first half of games so that we do try and nick a goal rather than going out there perhaps set up not to lose rather than setting up to win yeah i don't know i mean i i I mean, I haven't seen enough of Coughlin's team physically in the flesh. Um, I mean, yesterday, I think I, I said on my on my on my pod bit, you know, we went definitely went there to to try and win. You know, I I I, I know you, I don't think you could argue with that. Um, you know, Bogle had a fantastic chance um, to put us one up. With keep, I didn't even realize it was the keeper till I watched it back on replay. It looked like it had been cleared off the line. Keeper made a brilliant save. You know, Bogle did everything right. Great header. Um, so we, you know, we were put, we did go there to try and win that game. There's no doubt about that. I just think that that we try and keep it solid across the without without being defensive necessarily. We're just trying to keep it solid. But that inevitably in games there's going to be a chance, isn't there? And sometimes it it gets bumbled in. And some, you know, yesterday's goal could have been a disallowed for a handball for them. I don't think it should have been in in, in hindsight. If we'd have gone one up early on with our bogle chance would have been different wouldn't it because then we can hit him on the break and we can really set up to say we'll break us down but if you're going to go there and try and win which we definitely did do there's going to be some gaps as well isn't there and there was there was on both sides the middle of the park there's some big gaps all over the place really yeah and uh, listening to the commentary on radio wales they did talk about those gaps you know jason perry was saying that we're very easy to play against when we have five at the back because opponents just seem to play outside our centre halves and his uh, prescription for that was you know switching to to four at the back would help us I don't know I don't know whether you've got a, a view on it it's something I know we talked about in the the WhatsApp group I do wonder whether being in the position we're now uh, we're now in where we we are a little bit more solid whether we maybe try to evolve um, and and make ourselves able to create a bit more chances from from midfield by perhaps yeah switching to four at the back and having the extra man in midfield so that we've got some some extra options but I don't know what do you make of it well as you know you know tactics and formation that's my area of expertise um mm. I mean I I'm not particularly this isn't anything to do with Cochrane or I'm not particularly a fan of the the five three two three five two formation it isn't you know, I am a four-four-two or a four-three-three type person. Is is how I would go personally. <laughs> and watching it yesterday, you could definitely see. Obviously, I wasn't listening to the commentary, obviously, but you could definitely see how there was a few times where, particularly Declan on the right of that three, was getting pulled out of position, and they 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 could overload on him, and he he was struggling a bit there. You know, he's fine when he's between the between the eighteen-yard lines, but when it's going out wide. That, that's a struggle. So they definitely did target that. And you do, you know, I was thinking about it actually on the on the way home yesterday and thinking, well, if you put, you know, if you put, say, um, Scouse Lewis at left back and maybe uh, Will Evans at left midfield, mm. I'm not sure he's a striker personally. And then on the other side, you had Cam Norman at right back and maybe Aaron Lewis at right midfield. You know, that, that there's a solidity there that I, I would, I think would be quite interesting. Or you could do a four-three-three where you played Evans, Zanzala, yeah. and Bowler as the three, yeah. and then Evans and Zanzala drop to create a four-five-one when we're out of possession, and then you could still play your three in the middle. Evans is a really interesting one because I, I think I like the idea of playing him as a striker, and I think his industry is great. But you need to have a an out-and-out goal scorer alongside him, which 
well, we haven't we haven't got an out and out goal scorer at the moment. You know, we can uh, we can talk about that perhaps later on. But I think that's I think we actually I, I genuinely I think we have. I think I think Bogle can score the goals. We don't create that much. And I suppose that's where I'm going with it is if you then play Evans on the left where he's not, he perhaps then doesn't have the pressure on his shoulders of having to score and having to shoot, which I think the pressure is, you you can see he's so desperate to get a goal. He's snatching at chances or, or trying to be too clever. And maybe if you say, right, don't worry about getting goals. Get back to left wing. You played there before. You can cross a ball well. You know you you cover a lot of ground, which which we could do with on uh, on that side of the pitch. And then you say right, Bogle and Zanzala up top, or you know however you want to kind of cut the cake. It maybe relieves a little bit of pressure off off him, and then it means that that Bogle has got yeah, if he's got Zanzala with him, perhaps doing uh, he can do a slightly different job from from what he's been doing. I mean, yeah, again, we'll probably talk about Bogle a little bit. Well, let's talk about Bogle now. I mean, some fans cheered when he was taken off against Crawley. I don't know how much do you think that criticism is justified. He's he's clearly in a a bit of a rut. What, however, you look at it, I don't think it's justified at all. I think it's I think it's I think it's appalling. I think it, as you know, I've been going a long time to watch games. I've never booed a player that's pulled on a, an amateur ever. I've never certainly never cheered when they've been substituted. I've never booed a manager, and I've never booed a team off. I, I, I'm there to support the team, you know. And obviously, there's times when we're absolutely abysmal, and we've been through all sorts of bits and bobs. But I don't believe in in, in booing your own, or I can't be doing with that at all. And from my point of view, take his goals out and his assists out of this team. I know he hasn't scored for a while we would be in the Maya. He put in a sterling shift yesterday. You could you could not fault him yesterday for effort, um, commitment, trying to link the play. You know, is is the one chance that really came to him. Great header, was on target. Keeper made an absolutely blinding save. So you, I, he can't, you can't criticise him. And what I was really pleased to see is when he was subbed later on, having put in a hell of a shift, you know, the, the, those who travelled yesterday, we're fully behind him, you know, and we're, and we're singing his name. So, if we had a situation where we were creating more chances, I think he would be scoring goals. I, th- I think that's the critical point at the moment. He is being asked to feed off scraps, and you know, you can see his frustration. The ball is coming to him; he's got his back to goal, and then everyone's gone great. Off you go. Then you, you know, turn around, beat three players, and score a world. Well. Is that his game? You know, do we need to find a way to use him differently? Do we need to find a way to create more for him and for, for Zanzala? And it comes back to that point I was making about the midfield. Mm. Does an extra man in midfield allow us to start creating a little bit more so that we're we're not giving him one or two chances a game and expecting him to bag a hundred percent of them? You know, can we find a way to yeah, give him a bit more bit more freedom, I guess? We're picking up points, we're getting draws. We are competing. We're in games. Um, you know, yes, there's a lack of quality. Yes, there's we're not creating enough chances. But you know, he's doing what he can with the with the with the players at his disposal. Yeah, I mean, a point a game keeps us up. Um, and if we can slightly improve the squad in January, get that midfielder that you know Chris Kerman, Chris Kerman was talking about in that for the first of those Christmas episodes. You know, the the midfielder who we. We wanted to get under Robri and didn't manage to, the one who can control the tempo and dictate the play. You know, if we can find someone who fits that mould, um, then suddenly we're a we're a different prospect. Mm. Just just on that point about the the missing link in midfield, because I'll I'll go through 
in a moment some of the the comments we had from listeners about what we ought to be prioritizing um there's a lot of focus on midfield but before we perhaps talk about the players who we might seek to bring in let's just talk about a few in midfield who maybe we've already got the solution right under our nose because um Aaron Lewis uh, started in midfield against uh Orient in center mid and I thought was a, a real revelation you know he looked um he, he can use both feet he can um play a pass he's got you know good vision good work rate thought he did really really well and then Aaron Wilding in the last few games is finally I think showing some signs of quality and consistency you know he is a a course and distance winner at this level as they say and um uh, now I think he's finally starting to turn out the, the sorts of performances that we expected when we signed him I just wonder what you think of those two on the basis of what you've seen and whether you think over the second half of the season they could be really big players in the squad I really like the look of Wildig. I like the look of him at very the very first game at Sutton, actually. And then obviously he's had all that. I was there at Bradford when he got injured. I think he's got something. Um, I'm not sure what his best position is because I think he's more of a 10, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's, you know, so we're going to need the solidity behind him. But we improved when he came on yesterday. We, we didn't turn into will beaters or anything, but but we we, we looked more um, coordinated, I think, when he came on. And you can clearly see He's a bit crisper in his passing. He's controlled in his passing. Sometimes we're a bit scattergun. He, he's a bit more, he's got a bit more quality about him. What, one of the things I was looking at was he clearly is an experienced player and he was, you know, almost sort of taking the Dolan role in terms of coordinating and, and communicating on the pitch. There was a lot of him, you know, talking to the other players and saying, right, do this, go there, do, you know. A lot of pointing. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pointing, you know, a lot of pointing. But but you need that, don't you? You need communicators on the pitch, you know. You need people who, are, who, who can see what's going on and can communicate on that pitch to the players around them to tell them what to do. You know, if, if he's fit enough, I'd love to see him get a run 90 minutes um, under his belt for over a few over a few games to see, you know, what 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 he's about. You would imagine that by this point, he, he must be there or thereabouts in terms of fitness and ability to play 90 minutes. He's come off the bench and played a lot of minutes over the last couple of weeks. So you, you'd think that he's due a start at some point soon. It wouldn't surprise me at all now because we've got a... Uh, a full week's break until um, Carlisle and then another week against uh, Wimbledon for him to start in one of those games. Yeah, definitely. And and just coming back to Aaron Lewis in midfield, I'm not certain about that. And I, I mentioned it on my on, on, on the bit I recorded yesterday at the game. This is the, the only time I've seen him play there was last season on a Friday night at Barrow, which was um, Flinney's last game for us. And it, it didn't go well. Um I can see the logic of it in terms of two-footedness, got some aggression. You know, he seems to have a lot about him. But when you're in the middle, there's an awful lot of space to cover, isn't there? And I'm I'm not sure yet whether tactically he's got the the, the wherewithal to play in the middle. So let's turn our attention to transfer dealings and let's talk about the ones who've gone out. So uh, Zimba, Nevers and Lindley all returned to their parent clubs I don't think there was any surprise about those we we sort of talked about that in the uh some of the Christmas um episodes I think um also not a surprise um Matty Dolan going uh to Hartlepool on loan for the rest of the season with an expectation that it'll be made permanent in the summer 
and then Robbie Wilmot linking up with uh, Mike Flynn at Walsall for the rest of the season. Uh, I'll, I'll start with your your favourite man as the the leader of the Matty Dolan fan club. Um, did you shed a tear? Has there been a, a day of mourning? Are you wearing a black armband? What what did you make of it? In, in a way, I'm happy for him. You know, he, he's got a young family. He's from the northeast. Matt's been he's been a brilliant servant to us yeah. over the years, and. You know, it must be incredibly difficult as, a, it, it, you know, lots of professions, not just footballers, have to work away. And I can't imagine how difficult that is. I would, I couldn't do it. I would really, I couldn't do it. Simple as that. I think anyone who can do that, um, I'd take my hat off them, to be honest with you, I think it's a very difficult thing to do. My only regret, really, is that I didn't have a chance to um, wave him off, really, to be mm. honest. I was hoping, because I heard the rumours, so I was hoping that Rochdale was going to be his, his last game, actually, he was going to play. Maybe we'll play him next season down at the parade. He'll get a good reception there if we both if we're both still in the same division. So yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he will definitely get a, a good reception when uh, our paths inevitably cross. And yeah, like you, I think it was a bit of a shame that we we didn't know that that Crawley game was going to be him and Robbie's farewell because I think it would have been nice to have given them a a proper send off. I think. Some people had perhaps guessed that that might be the case. And Dolan, I think in particular, loitered around after the game and, and applauded the fans a bit longer than perhaps he might normally have done. So, you know, I think people put two and two together. But yeah, like you, I think for anyone with young kids, if if you get offered the chance to work closer to home, presumably for the same amount of money and at the same level, then you go, well, yeah, of course I'll do that. Of course, I'll spend more time with my, with my family. So um, I, I can't blame him at all. And I think to be hard nosed about it, he wasn't featuring in in Coughlin's lineup. If if we can save a, a you know presumably a reasonable wage and bring someone else in who Coughlin does see as more central to their plans, then then that works for us as well. So I, I think yeah. it's one of those that that probably is in the best interest of yeah. of both. It's been brilliant having both of them at the club. You know. Um, lots of stalwarts. We're, we're we're in a process of change, aren't we? You know, how, yeah. how long's Scotty Bennett going to go and Mickey? And we've got we've got that that's you know Podge went you know the other season. He had a load of so we we've had a very we've been lucky in a way as a club that we've had you know three, four, five, six players forming the the core squad, the culture of that of the club. You know, so yeah. there's you know how do we? So I think that's where we think we're going to come on the recruitment. I dare say, but I think that's what we need to really think about in the recruitment. You know, who's the next? Dolan type, you know, longevity, good pro person that we can get in at, you know, 25, 26 is going to give us four or five years. Do you know what I mean? Who's who's the next sort of iteration of those players that we can we can look to bring in really? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Who, do, who do we build a squad around? I think, exactly. yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And yeah, I mean, we've had we've had no incoming players yet although um i think arrivals are expected in the next couple of days um we did put this out to the listeners and ask which areas you would prioritize and um i think it's fair to say there was a surprising amount of consensus um the one exception was uh tony carver on facebook said he would just keep the squad as it is we've got a good team it just needs to be managed properly uh Coughlin's the man um and yeah let's just see if we can keep ourselves mid-table but um the rest of you, I think it, there was a strong consensus that midfield was the priority, followed closely by uh, a striker. So on Twitter, Anthony Evans, uh, midfield definitely needs some legs and creativity. Um, Blairinho, I'd be scouring the loan market for an attacking midfielder who can progress the ball at pace and provide some service for the strikers. Um, we've never recovered from Azaz and Cooper going back to their parent clubs. Um, Kieran Mahoney. 
firm up the midfield, big gaps there. We don't have a 10 to replace Azazel Cooper from last season. Um, <laughs> need to get Wilmot starting. His delivery into the box and tracking to cover Cam Norman was great uh, against Orient. Um, well, never mind. Let's see. Daniel Harini, midfielder. Mariah Welsh was a miss against Crawley and perhaps showed the lack of players we have to slot into the position. And then, yeah, some of you also talked about um, strikers. So Diesel, striker and midfielder. Uh, Sam Cox, striker and midfielder, was so weak in the middle. Seen games a season where one ball can go straight through us. Um, and then... Uh, Pat McMahon on Facebook I think midfield needs to be strengthened Twamley coming in will hopefully help but it'd be nice to have a wide player who can provide service to Sanzala and Bogle so no one no one's saying we need to sort out defenders uh, no one's saying that we need a new goalkeeper uh, it all seems to be about yeah midfield and and striker um, if I had to guess I think the marquee signing of of uh, the January window will be that um, solid uh, hard-nosed central midfielder in the kind of Labadee mould who can dictate the play and lead the the team a little bit. And to come back to what we were just saying, Ian, the, the, the sort of player who you can then build a, a team around, I think that's going to be the priority. And I, I would imagine we'll try and bring in someone on a permanent basis who can do that. And then if we can supplement that with a, a loan or two, perhaps up front, that's kind of where I'm looking. Is that is that roughly what you think as well? I'd absolutely bring in that, you know, your labs type player, definitely on a permanent if we can. I mean, but, you know, we are talking, though, it's a January window. Anyone who's good at that is going to be already signed up with their clubs, aren't they? So, you know, it, it, is it a question of like, actually, we need to target that player for the summer? Do you know what I mean? But mm. if we could find one now, brilliant, but, but can we? So I think there's needs to be some clever recruitment going on there. I'm less worried about up front personally than I am about get, creating for them. So, mm. like, like Blairino said, someone who can, it could be wild egg potentially if we can bring in this player who can sit behind him. Um, so alongside Bennett, presumably, if we're going to play with the three, but someone, yeah, who can take the ball at pace, who can create, who can who can actually do something at, 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 in that top third of the pitch, really, um, to to create the chances for the strikers. I think I think Bogle and Zanzala will get us enough goals. I mean, I, you know, at the start of the season when those two came in, yeah, I think most of us were like that will cause. It will cause them some problems. I still think that what we need to create for them. Yeah. And then I would look to maybe change the formation then to try and create more chances. I definitely think the the sort of Newport County team that you see at the start of February will be the uh, will be very different from the team that we saw around the Christmas period. Not necessarily loads in terms of personnel, but in terms of where they're playing on the pitch and how we go about games. I think it may be the time that we try and, and move things on a little bit now that we've we've got that solid base to work from. Let's wrap it up with a few quick fire questions then. Do you have a, a player of the pod? I mean, there was no real standout performers at Rochdale yesterday, but I'm going to give it to Bogle, to be honest with you. He, he he's, he's taken some flack. He's got broad shoulders. He, he gave everything yesterday and it was nice to see him get a good reception. So I'm going to give it to the Bogle. Very good. Um, I was tempted to give it to Aaron Lewis uh, for the reasons I said earlier, but um, I'm going to go to Adam Lewis. And I'll tell you why, because, and it comes back to some of what we were talking about in the Christmas special where we talk about favourite players. You know, when you're picking a defender, you want someone who goes in full-bloodedly, can win a slide tackle and look like they mean business. And I love the fact that Adam Lewis enjoys a slide tackle more than anything else in the universe. You know, even if it's not really necessary, he will just slide in for the sheer hell of it um, and send players flying like uh, 10 pin bowls. So um, Adam Lewis, for me, he uh, he's really 
given us something to cheer in the last few few weeks um, and has stepped yeah. up actually as well and you know the the slide tackling is fun but actually his positioning and just overall game I think has moved on significantly at the start of the season he looked a little bit raw he'd do some things really well and then make some basic errors but now he's much more consistent um and yeah he's starting to look like a real player so I'm I'm giving it to him Next two games, we've got Carlisle away and then uh, Wimbledon at home. And then we'll have a week off because Grimsby are in the fourth round of the FA Cup. So that game is getting postponed. So let's focus on those next two. Um, what sort of draws are we going to have against Carlisle and Wimbledon? I tell you what, if we can get a draw up at Carlisle, I'd bite your hand off right now. They're on. They're, they're a good side and they're going they're going well. So I'd take, a, I'd take anything and get up there. I'm, I don't think we're going to get anything up there, but I'll, I'll take a draw there happily. And then do you know what? We're due a win, aren't we? Let's beat Wimbledon 2-1 at home. All right, I'll I'll share your positivity. I'm going to say we're going to get a nil-nil at Carlisle just because I'm I'm going. I know you are as well, possibly Jamie. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a, a 92 XLs meetup um, and I can completely see it happening that I drive six hours up the road and don't see a single goal for it. So, um, yeah, let's go with nil-nil at Carlisle and then, yeah, we'll find a way to get a win against Wimbledon. Good, good. Any shout-outs or beefs? My shout out goes to the fact that the game was on yesterday because there was two, <laughs> <laughs> there was two pitch inspections. I woke up in the morning and I pulled the pulled the curtains back and I, looked, I was like, "Oh my goody ants, it's absolutely torrential up here!" And then, uh, as you know, me mate, me mate Paul is a Rochdale fan who lives down down near Newport, lives in near Bristol, was driving up, and I just thought, "God, this is this is this is looking a bit touch and go." So. Uh, we were sat in the pub near the ground while the inspections were going on, thinking, like, please let this game be on. And it was. So my shout-out is, groundsman, got the game on. Weather gods were okay. Yeah. Was the uh, was the pub, is it the, the cemetery? Cemetery. cemetery yeah, good good yeah. pub, that. Very nice. I've yeah spent, spent happy evenings in there before and after games in the past. Yeah. I've got a beef with uh, people getting their knickers in a twist um, about half-truths and, and rumours. I know that it's par for the course when you get to January transfer window. But not every rumour is true. Not every source is well-placed and in the know. Some people are just talking bollocks. Um, and I think we'd all benefit from a, a good dose of Occam's razor. The, the simplest explanation is probably the correct one. So if Matty Dolan says he's returning to Hartlepool to be closer to his family, let's take that at face value rather than assuming that he's been sold over the manager's head or it's a global conspiracy by the Illuminati. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my beef. <laughs> Can we can we carry on that beef to every, it's not just about player transport the amount of the amount of the amount of gibberish that comes out it's it's quite astonishing isn't it like you know so yeah everybody ignore the gibberish there we are watch yeah. it watch it with your own eyes you know well I think that probably wraps it up for this episode we will be back next week with some away day thoughts from Carlisle uh, until then you can contact us via all the usual social media channels um, we often also add usually at this point that you can send us a few quid if you want to towards our running cost but it's an expensive time of year in January so instead can we just ask you to leave us a five-star review via your podcatcher of choice and say some nice words? It genuinely helps the podcast to grow and to reach more people. So just spare us a quick minute and leave us a nice review wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, but in the meantime, um, as always, stay safe, look out for each other and keep it counting. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.